Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of Uncommon Knowledge. I'm Jennifer, and I'm your host. And I am so excited to be back after, my goodness, over two years. I had not realized it had been that long. I knew I was going to take off a little bit of time, but I didn't at all plan to take off two years. I had uh, some situations come up that, you know, I needed to take the time to reflect. I needed to take the time first to get through them. There's some pretty challenging things in the last couple of years, and um, I needed to process them. I needed to have the space to do that. And then I needed to take some time to heal from it. And later on in this series, I will share with you guys from that. I think it's really good. There's some really great lessons out of it that I'd love to share with you folks, but um, that'll come later. So I had originally also thought I would do something different as the comeback episode. And then I had something interesting happen. When it happened once, I thought, you know, it's kind of crappy, but nothing like newsworthy. And then it happened the second time in the same week, y'all. And I thought, all right, this is the universe telling me that I need to talk about this. Because I just thought, I cannot be the only person. Actually, when I have those like soapbox moments where I realize I'm like, I don't know, ranting and raving about something or just completely appalled at an individual or what is going on or something, then I tend to take note and think, those are probably the good things to talk about. <laughs> anyway. The thing I want to talk about today, if you haven't looked at the title of the episode, is called No Offense. I want to talk about how ridiculous this phrase is and what a complete asshole you are if you use this phrase. So twice in one week, individuals that don't even know me, don't even know me, said no offense and then followed it up with a completely offensive thing. And it's not like, y'all, it's not like they went on a tirade of swearing because if you know me, you know that I will swear like a sailor with the best of them. So it's not like that kind of offensive. And it wasn't like they told some completely racist joke or racist at all, not even completely racist or sexist or anything like that. <laughs> they commented on something that is about me. Two very different scenarios, but similar effect. Sharing in a conversation with these two individuals and each had a response to something that I had shared about me personally, <laughs> this human they don't know, to which their response was, no offense, but. So let me set it up. I have a son who plays soccer. He's a goalkeeper for his high school team. And I am at everything that I possibly can be for that, supporting him in every way I can, which means that I wanted to get to know some of the parents from the soccer team, especially the ones that are new, that weren't or aren't on club team with him, right? So we come together, there's some, some new parents, there's some, some older kids that are on the team, so there are some different parents. So I went to this parent get-together, which... I don't often like to do because while I talk to people for a living and I can be very like outgoing, I really don't like to go to certain things, especially as like the single parent. I'm going to walk into something when I know everybody else is there is going to be married. It's kind of awkward to be like the lone single person. But anyway, so I don't I don't often to go to these things. But for my kid, I'm I'm willing to do a lot of things. So I go to this thing and 
I found myself, you know, conversing with a woman that I have, and I'll say it again, never met before. And we're talking about what we do, you know, what I do for a living, what she does, our kids. We're going to talking about that. And we get to, like, we meander down the path of, you know, well, what do you enjoy doing? I don't remember, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she talked about, like, some activity that, that she was involved in. She said, well, what do you do? What do you do with your hobbies? I said, well, you know, between work and kid and my my consulting business that, oh, hey, by the way, I've started a consulting business. We'll talk about that too. But, you know, beside all of those things, you know, I, I see my friends and do those kind of things. I said, but I'm a voracious reader. So a lot of times I will opt to, you know, refill my cup by reading. And I read probably 10 to 12 books a month. Now, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I used to read between 8 and 10. I tried to step up my game in the last couple of years. I needed a challenge. Anyway, so I'm reading between 10 and 12 books a month. And, you know, she goes, oh, wow, that's a lot of reading. Like, what do you, what kind of books are you reading? I said, you know, of that 10 to 12, I try to read, you know, at least a couple, two, maybe three that are like, I'll call them like, like substantial, like substance books, right? Doesn't mean that they're self-help or that they're professional development books, but they tend to be like, I don't know, some like you know, an autobiography or some relevant topic or, you know, there's something that's, you know, a historical book or a nonfiction or, you know, even a fiction book that's like, let's say like on the bestseller list, right? Like if you haven't read it, I just, you know, I read chemistry um, and then I read the book Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. By the way, if you're going to read like Tomorrow, 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 like just have a box of Kleenex with you. I was very tempted to not finish that book because it was so very sad. But that's me. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So I said, you know, if I and if I have, you know, some professional or personal development stuff, like, you know, if it's coaching things I want to learn to do as I've launched my business or things that, you know, for managers I work with or me personally, me professionally, I'll read something in that genre. But the rest of the time, my books are meant to be completely like entertaining for me. They're to unwind my brain at the end of a long day or to just give me a chance to not think. So I read a substantial number of paranormal or fantasy, just either one of those two, paranormal fantasy novels, romance novels. And I am not ashamed about it because I love them. They're entertaining. And uh, like I said, they're, they're meant for the fact that I just want to turn off my brain sometimes. And they fill that void perfectly. There's usually, you know action adventure going on too. So, hey, double win. Anyway, so I say that out loud to this woman. I think her entire demeanor changed. Like she just like melted in some way because the look on her face was as if she had, I don't know, eaten something completely terrible. She goes, oh, no offense, but I just don't even know how anybody could read that kind of stuff. Jennifer from a couple of years ago would have just fake smiled, nodded, and found an excuse to go be like, oh, hey, there's Susie. I see Susie. I need to go talk to her. I would have found a way to exit the conversation. Oh, but Jennifer today. <laughs> nope. Because I decided I am no longer giving a fuck about what anybody thinks. I don't care. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do my life. I'm not going to care anymore about what people think if they like the same things I do. If they're into the same things I'm in, I'm going to be involved in my kid's life. He's going to matter. We're going to matter. What we want to do is going to matter. Anybody else except for like the handful of people that 
know us, love us, and genuinely care about us, everybody else can fuck off. I don't care. So this woman says, hmm, no offense, but, and I sit for a second and I look at her and I say, why did you just say that? She goes, what? I just don't know how anybody can read that. I said, no, 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 no. Why did you say no offense? Is it because everything about you, your physical demeanor, the the tone of your voice, the words you chose, say that you intended to communicate offense. I'm not 100% sure if you meant to offend me or if you wanted me to know that you were offended. But everything about what you just did communicates offense. <laughs> and I said, the terrible thing is you don't know me from anybody. You could have taken the opportunity to answer, you know, to respond differently. But at the very heart of the issue, you are entitled to like or not like whatever it is you want. And that's kind of the beautiful thing about being a human. You have the right to like or be interested in or be attracted to whatever, what, what you like. And you equally have the right to not be interested in, not attracted to, not be drawn to things that you don't like. And other people have that same right. And you're right. It's so good that we do. Because can you imagine what this world would be like if every person was attracted, if every woman was attracted to one type of man and vice versa, if every man was attracted to one type of woman <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like if every person, all of human beings, like let's take, a, let's take it even broader, like not just men attracted to women and women attracted to men, humans attracted to other humans. If all of humankind found one type of human attractive and everything else unattractive that is one human or very few humans if you believe in like doppelgangers right a handful of humans to like seven bazillion people i think it's eight billion now eight billion people population is going out really quickly y'all we no longer have to worry about overcrowding or global warming or any of that. So how ridiculous is that, that to think that, you know, people have to be interested in the same things, attracted to the same things, activities wise or interests or even like, even within the same thing, like you could totally like to read and you and I like to read very different books. That's fantastic. That should be like interesting. That should make somebody else honestly more interesting to you because you can talk about things that you love and maybe learn something or at least try to understand another human and be like, that's really fantastic. <laughs> the second reason is you just sound like an asshole because you are just being offensive. I don't know too many people that would hear the phrase, no offense, and not automatically in their head go, I'm offended, or they're about to say something that is going to be hurtful. Because that's what that phrase means. It means to hurt. It means to segment. It means to set aside as different. It means to other that person in some ways, a lot of ways, people use it to shame people. Shame them for being different. Shame them for being something other than what they themselves are. So it's ridiculous. I would have just let it go, I think, if not two days later, two days. The earth had turned twice, folks. <laughs> and I found myself texting with an individual. Um, I have lovely friends who... Um, have the best intentions and want to set me up. They think I'm fabulous. They they think that I um, 
you know, deserve to be happy. And, and I love them very much at best of attentions. They wanted to set me up. So they sent me a friend and a friend of theirs, our mutual information, right? So I am texting with this individual and, you know, we've kind of done the niceties. Hey, how's it going? Just to have great. Let's, you know, like chat a little bit. Let's maybe have some time for a phone call later. But um, we're just kind of texting with each other, kind of, you know, covering some of the basics, we'll just say, right? And uh, this individual asks, you know, the standard question, well, tell me a little about yourself, you know? So I, you know, I, I started into it and I usually say, you know, like, well, I don't remember what it was. I was like five foot four. I said, not tall, not short, five foot four, just kind of perfect. Uh, I jokingly called myself, I think, fun size, right? I'm a little fun size. <laughs> but I said, I'm five foot four and these things, brunette and well, actually, kind of my hair's kind of, you know, auburn, whatever. Let's, let's get into semantics, okay? <laughs> but it's like, you're a single parent and um, have a high schooler and this is what I do for a living and da-da-da-da-da. And the person writes back, oh, wow, interesting. No offense, but I'm not usually interested in people who are short. I usually like women that are like 5'8 or taller. <laughs> and... I sat and looked at it for the longest time and seriously, like, again, if it had happened maybe like individually, like it was the one instance, but it happened like two days after Miss Soccer Party. No offense. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, seriously, universe. All right. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> so I text the person back. Why would you say that? You're entitled to like whoever you like or be attracted to whatever you're attracted to. You don't have to say no offense. First, because I have zero control over how tall I am. But uh, I, I didn't have a say in that. Like, that was the genetics thing. I mean, just ask my sister. She's taller than me. She got the taller jeans. Whatever. <laughs> but I had no control over it. So you say it like I should be somehow upset or like, you know, I don't know, mad at the world. The universe, damn. Universe, I did not want to be five foot four. Curse you. Why couldn't I have been 5'10"? You know, you act like everybody should be like Skilo and wish they were a little bit taller. I don't wish I was taller, nor do I wish I was a baller. Though having a girl in the hood so I could call her might be fun. Anyway, <laughs> my point is, I wrote back to the person. I was like, wow, um, well, that's interesting. Uh, there's not anything I can do about my height. So, you know, thanks for letting me know now. I said, but you know, you might want to you know, maybe take a chance sometime on a on a five foot four girl because you know five eight hasn't been working out for you so well. And he wrote back, well, there's no reason to be rude about it. I said, I wasn't. I was just stating the obvious. But have a good life. Thank you so much for, um, you know, your time and and chatting with me. And I hope you find that five eight plus goddess you've been holding out for. So my point for you guys is, if somebody says that kind of crap to you, if somebody says to you, no offense, feel free to put them in their place. Feel free to tell them why what they're saying is bullshit. Feel free. And if you are that person who is saying that stuff, cut it out. Like You just sound like a complete asshole. And if that's what you're going for, great. Go big. Why not really just go big and cut out the no offense anyway, and then just intentionally say the offensive thing? <laughs> Why waste your time? Why try to make yourself 
look good when in fact you really don't. It's this weird little thing that people try to do to make themselves feel better because then they say it and if you call them on it or you respond um, in what, you know, in an upset way, right? Then they can say, look, I said no offense. All right, well, here, I'm going to stab you with a knife, but before I do, I'm going to go ahead and say sorry. And then I'm still going to stab you and it's still going to hurt and it's probably going to, it may kill you depending on where I stab you. But I said sorry, that shit does not fly. <laughs> so I don't know why it should apply in, you know, before you say something that is meant to hurt somebody or to cause them offense or make them feel other or shamed. So if you're doing that, just stop it. <laughs> anyway, that is what I have for you guys this week. In the podcast news front, I hope that uh, you'll be joining me throughout the rest of this season. I've got some great stories to tell you guys and share with you. And the big news is that I did finally settle on another podcast and what we're going to talk about. And it is going to be called, or it is already called, it just hasn't published yet, but called The Picky Recruiter. I'm going to be sharing with everybody examples and stories from some of the stuff that we recruiters see on a, on a regular basis, both from the candidate side and the hiring manager side. So it'll be an equal opportunity bashing, I'm sure, and sharing. But I also will talk with you about some of the relevant topics that are going on. I mean, we're going to talk about everything from quiet quitting to quiet promoting to quiet hiring to rage quitting and all of that good stuff. We'll even talk a little bit about the market and what I see coming and, and all of that good stuff should at least be entertaining. Even if you are not currently looking for a job, feel free to join in to make yourself feel better as a human. Because <laughs> there are going to be some episodes that are going to share with you some things that people have done where you will genuinely feel better about yourself. But I, I will pair that podcast up with my Instagram account, The Picky Recruiter. It's already out there. You can go see some of the insane things already that we will be talking about and see some examples in real life that, that uh, poor recruiters have to deal with. But go follow that. Join us over there on the Picky Recruiter. I will probably even have as guests. I have a couple of friends uh, said that they would be willing to come on as guests. So we will experiment with that and we'll do some fun stuff there. There will be some great stories <laughs> to share with all of you and actually with the world. So until next episode, or until you join me over on the Picky Recruiter, I hope you're well, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thanks again for listening.